This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to a special Monday Silver Dollar of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. No, no, no. I thought the Monday episodes were like golden nuggets. Yeah, this is, but this is a special silver dollar re- being released on a Monday. Yeah, gotcha. Yes. And this is Luke Acri for your golden <laughs> nuggets silver dollar. And that was Ariel in the and background saying hi. <laughs> it is common knowledge that 87% of real estate agents fail in their first five years in the business. And it is now being reported that we are currently on the brink of losing more real estate agents than we ever have in history. So, really? what is causing. All of this turnover, and why do so many people that go through the process of getting licensed ultimately give up in such a short period of time? We might not have all the answers, although we think we do. But today, (laughs) we're going to go through, and we're going to take our 20 years of experience working with agents and go through the top five mistakes that we've uh, seen them make over and over again. I wonder if um, more are failing just because more are getting in. Like, it's the era of HGTV. Yeah. And million-dollar listings. Well, we're definitely seeing it now just due to the inventory shortage, yeah. right? People don't have listings, so they're looking for other opportunities to obviously have we'll a career t- path. We'll talk about this a little bit, but it's like people just get into real estate with such false expectations. Yeah. like and, and that's really any business is you think you can, as they say in the olden days, hang your shingle mm-hmm. and the and the, <laughs> the, the prospects will come. Up, yeah. yeah, people will come. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Now, nah, so here's, uh, like I said, we're going to go through five mistakes where I have a bonus tip at the end. But the number one mistake that we've seen time and time again is that when agents get into the business, they don't take the time to build their database and then they don't put a system in place to manage that. Yeah, so the most important thing for any business and the businesses that will survive ongoing as technology changes are the ones that are relationship driven. You can't be relationship driven if you're not organized and keep your relationships in some type of database. And I think it was Gary Keller, the founder of Keller Williams, when the pandemic just happened and he started doing this training series and stuff like that. He even said, you know, the businesses that are going to survive, the restaurants that are going to survive. He went outside the industry and just chose restaurants. He said, the restaurants that are going to survive are the restaurants that have built a database and the restaurants that can call up every person in their database and say, hey, Josh, I know you like coming in on Tuesday and getting your mac and cheese and burger. We now can bring it to you, right? Those are the restaurants that are going to survive. And the point he was making is like the the most successful thing you can do in this business is get your database together. Most people don't do it. Why? I think they don't do it because they're lazy. I think they don't do it because they literally, what happens is it's so difficult to get the name and address or get the addresses, get the email addresses that they just delay, delay, Everyone is looking for the easy way. We see this all the time where we'll even get requests for, because we offer data. So we offer some phone numbers and email addresses. We'll get requests for phone numbers and email addresses of people's past clients. <laughs> we'll say, I need, can you get, oh, can you match up the phone number and email address for my past clients versus taking that time, building that relationship uh, and keeping those people in a database. I think laziness absolutely may yeah. play a part. I'm in just it. feeling aggressive. Today, I know. I, I also think people that there yeah. is a level of not understanding like the value of that right off the bat whenever you first sure. start doing business. Because as a real estate agent, you are a business owner. So it's a whole new set of skills to learn when building up your business, building that database. But it does speak volumes in the sense that it's what, four to seven times more expensive to get a new client than yeah. to retain your existing clients. So that just uh, really elevates the importance of keeping your database and keeping it up to date. Easy way to get addresses. If you're wondering, hey, how do I get addresses from people? Literally call them up and tell them, hey, I wanted to get your address because I wanted to send you a gift. Yeah. 
And like for us, we send a customizable magazine uh, right on behalf of our clients, but you could literally send them a birthday card. You could, you could collect their information and say, hey, Josh, you know, I realize I don't have your birthday information. I don't have your address and I love sending send birthday card? cards. Yeah. I want to send you a card. What's a good address for you? And what's your birthday? Yeah. And you collect that info. It's Everyone super easy. To that. And if you don't have their number, Luke, I don't have your number. How do I do this? Go to social media, DM them on yep. Facebook, DM them on Instagram, that same thing, and you'll get their address. Absolutely. Number two, uh, we've seen this a lot, but buying everything thrown at them and not committing to working the system that they buy. Yeah. The shiny object syndrome. When you're first in the business and you don't have knowledge, yeah. you, you believe everything out there. Right. All these influencers like Josh and Luke, by the way, we're going viral on TikTok right now. I had to throw that into this episode. Make sure to follow yeah, us yeah. on TikTok. We are at stay paid underscore podcast. Shameless plug. Just search stay paid podcast. You'll see us there. On TikTok. But um, they what happens is you're impressionable. Yeah. Right. So you, you believe everything that's presented to you. And there's a lot of great things out there. And I always tell people, look, the best system is the system you use. Yes. But what happens to people is they get the magic bullet syndrome. They're impressionable. So they buy everything. Every salesperson that calls them up shares with them their magic Which, system. Which, to their defense, they are probably the most marketed to professionals. Probably. The real estate yes. industry. Yeah. Yeah. Because your information's online. Yep. It's easy to get a hold of you. And But here's the thing is you can buy that system. But the big mistake is you have to realize that there is no system that you're going to buy that's going to produce results usually within <laughs> the first month, <laughs> right? So you're going to have to work a system, at least give it a quarter. You run that play for 90 days, then the next 90 days view those results. But even for most systems, you need to put in at least a year's yeah. worth of work. I know that sounds crazy, but so much of building a business is brand recognition, is trust building, is getting out in front of people consistently. That takes time. There's no replacement for time. So you have to put in the time, energy, but most people jump too soon and then they slowly spin their way out of the business. It's yeah. like death by a thousand pricks. Yep. It's like literally they buy one system. Nope, didn't work. Jump to the next one. Nope, didn't work. And even though it's 30 bucks a month here, $99 for here, all of a sudden you're out of money and now you can't do anything. Yeah. No, I mean, we went through the same thing in our business. This is not just uh, unique to real estate, but even w when I look at like Facebook, whenever we first started getting into generating Facebook leads, we would spend a little bit, not see any results after one post or after one week. And we would stop and we would just keep going through this cycle of sort of dipping our toe again, up, getting scared, backing out. Now, once we actually committed to it and we put the budget towards yeah. it and started producing results, and like you said, let that thing play out over 90 days. Now I look at at it and we're spending, you know, $170,000 a month on Facebook. And where I keep coming back to in my own mind, but it's so hard, but it's always you're leveling up. Yep. So when you're, when you're just starting out, it maybe is that $30 a month commitment. That's hard at our level. It's going, Oh man, am I willing to invest a hundred thousand dollars in this with no return? year after year, because I know three years from now, it's where I want to be. Perfect example of this is one of the struggles we have today is we don't have enough top talent leadership potential within our organization. And where's that a failure? It's a failure because three years ago, we needed the instant gratification results from people instead of hiring someone who's junior, like take development, for instance, like our PHP developers. If we would have taken a junior person, invested 70 grand a year into their salary, knowing, man, we're definitely not getting 70 grand of value, but right. did that year over year over year, three years ago, today they would be it may be a mid-level engineer that has potential to go into yeah. leadership because we made that investment. So it's the same in everything you're Every doing. System. 
aspect. But of you just got to be willing yeah. to put it out there. All right. Number three, this is a big one. They do not make their calls. They tend to focus mostly on operational activities versus sales. Yeah. So I think the key to business is obviously sales. You got to actually have exchange of value or it's just a hobby. So how do you make sales? Well, you have to have relationships with people. How do you get relationships? You have to have conversations with people, get to know them. How do you have conversations? You got to talk to them. I say make your calls. It could be face-to-face door knocking. It's really that prospecting activity, making your calls. Most people, they wake up and what they do is they do busy work. They're scared of making their calls, so they give themselves an excuse and do busy work. What's busy work? Oh, I got to have the perfect logo. Oh, I need to look over my contract. They put between the time of getting a client, that call and getting a client, they put so much space between there. Mm -hmm. They put so much excuse where really you need to come up, get that close as possible. And people are like, if you're not watching a YouTube video, I'm doing this thing with my hands right now. So Luke's hands are uncomfortably close to each other. (laughs) No, we just, we released our episode with the Real Estate Fight Club team, um, Jennifer and Monica, uh, today, the day that we're recording it. And one of the clips was great. I I think it was Jennifer was saying, like, you asked her, like, what do you say to people that don't want to make their cold calls? And she goes, well, I say that they probably don't like money. Yes. Because she's gotten her system to a point where she knows if I make this many calls, she even said it. Hey, if I want to go buy an an investment property, I know exactly how many calls I need to make over the next 30 days because she has been that consistent with generating the business. Well, and you're scared of making your calls. Because you haven't made calls, hmm. right? So I'm not sure if that makes sense to people, but because you haven't put in the reps, you're scared to do yeah. the activity. If you put in the reps, the more you put in, like it's like public speaking, the more you speak in public, the more comfortable you become speaking in public. The more you do something, the more comfortable you become in that activity. You literally are scared of making your calls because you haven't forced yourself to do that activity over and yeah. over and over again. I was scared of doing this podcast, but today I learned five minutes before we started recording that we were yeah. doing a podcast. Best intro into yeah. this right yeah. now. Yeah. Number four, they do not treat real estate as a job or a career, they show up, they set a time, uh, or I'm sorry, they don't show up, set a time, complete a test. So basically holding oneself accountable to a schedule, to an actual profession. Yeah, this is the pain point I was talking about when we were entering in. The HGTV era, the, the million dollar listing era, they see this TV show, they see flip and flip or flop or, you know, the, what is it, Joanna Gaines? What is their show called? Yeah, Fixer Upper. Fixer Upper. They see these shows and, and the shows make it look really luxurious and easy. (laughs) And it's, I hate to say it's just not like that, but it's not like that for the majority of people. And they get into job with that type of hobby type expectation where you can just do your passion and do the hobby. And they don't realize, no, 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 you're not going from working 40 hours a week to working 25 hours a week and doing what you love. You're going from working 40 hours a week for somebody else to working nonstop 80 hours a week for yourself around the clock if you want this to work. Only then, if you go in with that mentality, will you eventually build a life where maybe you can actually work yeah. 20 hours a week. I don't remember the exact stats, but I know that it, just along what you're saying, it was the lowest performers or lowest earners are working 20 hours, middle of 40 hours. The top earners, the people making six figures and more are working 60 hours a week. But yep. I think that is the biggest thing. It's like this appeal of I get to, and this is true for any profession. If you go into, you know, you want to become a freelance designer, right? You go in with this mentality of, oh, I get to control my hours. I get to be my own boss. But you've got to then hold yourself accountable as an employee of your business mm-hmm. to show up and do the work that needs to be done every day if you want to see that level. Golden of nugget for you. 
set yourself a time schedule of what you do for work, mm. meaning like the best people are scheduled, right? So when are you going to show up? Is it 8 a.m.? You show up 8 a.m. every single day. When are you going to make your calls? Is it 8 a.m. to 11 o'clock? You do that every single day. If you time block and set this and treat this as a real job, as if you have a boss that you're showing up for and you're going, you wouldn't show up late if you worked for somebody else. Why show up late when you work for yourself? That's just crazy. You're letting yourself down. You're letting your dreams down. You're letting your potential down. Absolutely. Number five, biggest mistake that new agents make, they don't get a mentor or a coach or align themselves with the right people to see that success. Yeah, so much of your success is going to be the people you surround yourself with. And so two mistakes I see here is that if you want success, you need to get yourself around people who have lived out the success that you want to achieve. It's your fastest way to elevate. And you also need to get rid of the people in your life that are hindering you from getting to that success. People always talk about getting around the right people, but they don't talk about getting rid of the wrong people. Getting away from the wrong people. You got to get away from the wrong people in your life. It's so hard but it's one of the keys. All right. And then our bonus tip here is they don't set a goal and map out a plan to hit that goal. We talk a ton about this from the perspective of reverse engineering your goals, but you're right. So many people go in thinking, okay, I'm just, this is going to be an easy job, or this is going to be something where I can make some quick money because you look at the size of potential commission checks, but how many are actually setting a number that they want to hit and then holding themselves accountable to hit it? Yeah, it's really putting together, what is the saying? A dream without a dream a without a plan is just a no a goal with a without a plan is just a wish there you go a goal without yeah. a plan i knew you would come through for plan me, to fail means failing to nope <laughs> failing to plan is planning to fail there you go no but the the key here is that you have to be focused And you have to set actually accountability metrics for you in your business. Those come from your goals. And the more focused and disciplined you can become, the more successful you will be. We all know that. The the example I always give to people is every single one of us listening to this right now, we could have abs. I'm talking about like physical (laughs) six packs, ladies and gentlemen. Like you could have the abs that you want. Visible abs, right? You can have it. It's not complicated. Everyone has an ab, but it's visible abs. Got to eat healthy. (laughs) You got to output more than your intake. You got to work out, right? It's not complicated. Right. But I I would bet that 98% of us listening to this do not have abs. Why? Because it's extremely difficult to hold yourself accountable to those metrics that you need, right? And so you have to, have to, have to set these type of goals, put accountability standards into your life and into your business, and the results will ultimately be what you want. But I will tell you, if your reward that you're going for, if your why that you're going for, if that goal that you're going for is not big enough to overcome the pain, You will never get there. So you must set a goal that is big. Anybody can be a superstar, as Peter Taunton says, if the bar is low. If the bar is set at the ankles, yeah. Yeah, if the bar is set at the ankles, anybody can be a superstar, right? So the goal has to be big enough to overcome the pain that it's going to take to get there. Absolutely love it. Well said. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaypodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you like this episode and want to support the show, you can uh, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. And the best way to show your support is to tell a friend about this episode. Look at that. I'm getting a call from a telemarketer right now. (laughs) You should answer (laughs) live on the podcast. They're making their calls. (laughs) Look at that. Uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> professions and you know new endeavors, my friend uh, designed. So this is kind of a new thing for him. He designed an invisible airplane. 
Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't really see it taking off. <laughs> but if you want to nice. get hold of me or Luke, you can email <laughs> us. A pod- you actually got a real laugh out of Ariel there. You got a real it's laugh. It's been a while. I'm always These so jokes, nervous. They've been, they've been rough lately. The past few, Gabrielle actually sent us a message. We sent all of our audio over to Gabrielle so she can help us out with the show notes for yep. each episode. And at the end of the recording for the last one, I forget what it was. It was the but Sally. I said, oh, it was the Sally sea- Seashore the, the or something seashells like that. one. Yeah. At the end, I said, can we circle back to that? Because I don't understand. So I'm always so nervous that when you say a dad joke, I'm going to have no idea what it means. And I'm going to have to like fake laugh. It's this but. new dad joke calendar. This new dad joke calendar is not good. So if you guys are looking to support the show also, you can send me over a dad, co- dad, dad joke calendar. Our address is 1100 First Avenue, Suite 200, King of Prussia, PA, 19403. Come visit. Come say hello. It. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. And now TikTok. And now TikTok. Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Akery. Here's your action item is I believe the one that you should implement right away in this list is make your calls. Why do I say that? Well, you know, we're going to interview my brother here on an upcoming episode of the podcast. He had four, he's building out his team, right? He's doing extremely well, but he had four agents walk out the door on him. Two of them being one of his or two of his top producers Mm -hmm. walk out the door on him, right? Gets punched in the gut. How does he respond to that? One of the things I told him is I said, Stephen, sales solves all pain. You, your, your, your processes might not be perfect, right? But don't run towards the processes. Don't run towards the ops. Run towards generating the sales because you'll see you'll lead by example and people will get inspired. And guess what? He's now 30 days, almost, I guess, 60 days in to this transition and his team is back inspired. They closed $3.2 million just over the weekend. And that sales now enables him to what? It enables him to go now to the processes, become more efficient, take what he's learned. So don't run towards the ops things. Run towards making your calls. Do that every single day. You will have success. The difference between top producers and mediocre to pro- Yeah, mediocre producers. Yeah, I almost- <laughs> Mediocre top producers? Yeah, mediocre top just- producers. The difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 